0: Hey, let me ask you a question. Is someone on your heart today? Do you have a loved one on your heart today, Sarah Beth, Eddie? Do you have a loved one on your heart today? Have you got a son or a daughter, Alice, on your heart today? Have you got uh, a neighbor on your heart today, Brother Jim? Have you got our country on your heart today, Brother Charles? I think that all of us probably have someone on our heart today. And if we don't, we need to stop and think, Lord, who do I need to pray for today? If no one else, how many know this nation needs prayer? And the Lord said, my house should be called a house of prayer. I'm going to ask you in a few moments, if you'll join us in prayer, praying for whoever it is on your heart today. Y'all listen now. How many know, y'all look up here, how many know that some things are out of our control? Some things are out of our control. Y'all listen now. I want to repeat that again because I'm not sure you heard me. Some things are out of our control now there are some things that are under our control but some things are out of our control and I want to tell you today I know that I'm uh, disappearing off the screen but that's all right I forgot my clicker I got so involved in the worship hallelujah some things are out of our control what we're going to do today is we're going to look at out of our control intercession and compassion and I believe there's somebody on your heart can I tell you what happened to me yesterday I had the privilege of going and participating in a graduation. A young lady graduated from high school. I was there when she was born. Our dear beloved uh, pastor friend, Brother Ricky Stubbs, a new Rocky Creek Baptist church, uh, now serving as a pastor. You know, Brother Ricky, his daughter graduated. A young man came up to me yesterday. His name is Micah. That's not his son now. And the Lord had me about four years ago to preach at the graduation. And in the midst of the graduation, God uh, led me to give these graduates a key, just like a regular key. And there, the young man came up to me yesterday, Micah. He had a necklace around him, and he said to me, he said, Pastor Randy, he said, you'd recognize this right here, don't you? I looked down. He said, that's the key you gave us four years ago, the key that God gives us. I've set before thee an open door. I couldn't believe it. He's had that key for four years and it was uh, uh, fastened around his neck. What about it? Intercession. Can I tell you what happened yesterday? Now listen, church, and if you're not excited now, you ought to be when you see this. Look at this. I can't hear you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Aren't y'all excited about this? Jackson Lake, Jackson Lake. Hey, look, can you see the people that got yesterday? This is out, New Rocky Creek Baptist Church, out in the community. And we gathered, Brother Frank was there. Frank, you had a chance to pray, and several of our folks from the church were there. Here's JB, JB West, and Brother Jeremy Melton. We gathered at the boat dock, speak of encouragement, speaking of intercessory prayer there were probably about 50 people that gathered. Now look up here on this screen. Do you see? I didn't recognize there were boats right here that stopped in the lake to watch as this young lady uh, right here, Lila, Lila Melton, 13 years old, was gloriously saved and wanted to follow through a believer's baptism. I rejoice, give God the glory. What a blessing as we walked out into Jackson Lake uh, just on a Saturday afternoon and the lord's presence and glory was all over the place hey there's some things that are out of our control but there's some things that we can control take your bibles and turn to the book of genesis chapter 18. genesis 18. i'll make this very brief and here's where we're going here are two absolute ways that you and i can tell there's some things that are out of our control but there's some things under our control In the book of Genesis, chapter 18, and as we get into the text, you're going to see very clearly that today this ministry of intercession and this mission of compassion, that's what God's called us to do. That's where we're at right now as a church, as a nation, as a community. In the book of Genesis, chapter 18, and uh, here are basically two areas that I want you to focus in with me this young man right here JB West has been very instrumental in this young lady uh, her coming to Jesus Christ she Lila those of you that were here last tonight heard Jeremy her dad talk about how she came to him last year God began to deal with her about her relationship with God she realized she was lost she couldn't save herself and she went to her dad she had been living with her mom according to her testimony and then she moved in with her dad, and anyway, and her stepmom Ashley. And she went to Jeremy last year, about in August, and asking well, "How can I have a relationship with God?" And her dad was able to take the Bible and share with her how to trust Jesus, how to have uh, be born again, have her sins forgiven, washed away. And that night, she cried out to the Lord to save her and forgive her of her sins. And then, as I said yesterday, just yesterday, we had a chance to witness and celebrate this great baptism together. In the book of Genesis chapter 18, who are you concerned about today? Who do you know that's not saved? They're not right with God. I dare say probably many of us. Y'all listen now. Many of us today, let's be honest, many of us today have a loved one That's not where they ought to be with jesus can i get somebody to say amen and today we're going to pray now you say all my children serving god all my grandchildren serving god well what about your neighbors are all they serving god what about your community is everybody in jasper county serving god nay what about america is everybody serving god in america nay therefore god's calling us to pray and intercede for our community, for our nation, and for our families. I'm going to believe. Listen, brother, I'm going to believe there's going to be some breakthroughs today. Now, if you don't believe it, you probably are not going to receive it. But if you pray in faith according to the will of God, the Lord said, whatsoever things you ask, believe in, you shall receive according to his will. And you know it's God's will that none perish, but all to come to repentance. But I've got a feeling some of us have gotten tired. I've said some of us have gotten tired. I've said some of us have gotten frustrated. I've said some of us have gotten just distracted and we're just giving up and we're feeling like God's not going to hear us. Oh, listen, beloved, God's calling us today as we'll see Abraham interceded for Sodom and Gomorrah. In the book of Genesis chapter 18, stand please. I'm going to pick up in chapter 18 verse 20. Chapter 18, verse 20. Here is the text. Here is the message. Two primary areas. Some things are out of our control. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, some things are out of our control. Look at your neighbor. I don't see if by look at your neighbor. Some things are out of our control. That's good to know that. It's good to accept that. But the things that are under our control, there's some things under our control. Check this out now. In the book of Genesis, chapter 18 three men show up these are angels and Abraham is on a hot summer day perhaps I know it's got to be hot because I was over there in Israel and anyway he's uh, outside his tent there's some shade trees Mamre, the area of memory many believe this is probably near a place called Hebron it's a very sacred 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 place there in Israel picking up in chapter 18 And after the Lord begins to commune and talk with Abraham, these angels, and yet we'll pick up in the text in verse 20 of chapter 18. All right, verse 20. And the Lord said, because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grievous, I will go down now and see whether they have done altogether according to the, cry of it which is come up or come unto me and if not i will know and the men turn their faces from thence. these three angels in human bodies i might add yes angels in human bodies who are able to eat and they wash their feet and i'll not get on that but that lets me believe that this genesis 6 the sons of God and the daughters of men were in fact angels that procreated, cohabitated with these women because angels could indeed take on human flesh. Here is a verification right here in the text. That's another message for another time. However, keep reading verse number 22. And the men turned their faces from tents and went towards Sodom. But notice, Abraham stood yet before the Lord. Oh, God, help us to intercede this morning. Yes, verse 23. And Abraham drew near. He drew near. Say that with me. Drew near. Say that with me. Drew near. Say that with me. The word is nagas, N-A-G-A-S. It does not mean just drawing near physically. It means drawing near with a heart, compassionately with a mind intellectually Abraham drew near to God not just physically but emotionally and spiritually are you gonna draw near to God today are you just gonna give God lip service oh listen Abraham look at verse 23 drew near and said he's talking to the Lord he called him Adonai will thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked how many have ever said that come on talk to me many of you have lord why judge america based on many righteous in america oh keep reading he said will thou destroy the righteous with the wicked abraham's interceding we need to intercede for america it's a good place to say amen i said we need to intercede for our families and some of our families aren't where they ought to be with the lord I didn't say they weren't saved. I didn't say that they're not Christian. I didn't say they're not going to heaven. I said many of our family are not serving the Lord. And you know what I'm talking about. Therefore, we need to intercede for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me, you, all of us. We can say, oh, my family, this, that. No, look. And if it's your family... Brothers, sisters, it doesn't matter. Neighbors. All right, keep reading. Here, and God's going to break through. God honors when we draw near to him. He'll draw near to us. Let's take God at his word. Who's going to take God at his word today? Yeah, let's do it. Not just hear it, but let's do it. All right, keep reading. Verse number 24. Peradventure, Abraham says, there be 50 righteous within the city. Will thou also destroy, not spare the place for the 50 righteous that are therein? that be far from thee to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked, and the righteous should be as the wicked, that be far from thee. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? That's something worth underlining right there. Oh, yes, God will do right. Then look, verse 26, And the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then... Will I spare all the place for their sakes? And Abraham answered and said, Abraham had a burden. That's our problem. We don't have a burden today. Oh, let me say it again. That's our problem. We've lost our burden for the lost. We've lost our passion to see God break through. Oh, yes, God give us a burden. God give us a passion. God give us mountain-moving faith to watch you move the mountains love our family they're needing us to intercede today and God is waiting for you and me to stand in the gap to make up the hedge are you gonna do it today are you just gonna go on and be depressed are you just gonna go on and be discouraged are you just gonna go on and let the devil have his way no absolutely not we hate the devil and declared war on the devil and somebody said yes Lord look please in verse 27 I think that's what I was at. Abraham said, uh, Abraham said, verse 27, answered and said, Behold now, I have taken upon me to speak unto life, uh, speak unto the Lord, which I am but dust and ashes. Abraham's not given up. Peradventure, verse 28, there shall lack five of the fifty righteous. Will thou destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he said, if I find there forty-five, I will not destroy it. And he spake unto him yet again and said, Peradventure, there shall be forty. Abraham pleads with God if there's just forty found there. He said, I will not do it for forty's sake. He said unto him, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak peradventure. There shall be 30 be found there. And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, Behold, I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Peradventure there should be 20 found there. He said, I will not destroy it for 20's sake. And he said, Oh, let not the Lord be angry. I will speak yet, but this once, peradventure. Ten should be found there. He said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. You think Abraham was concerned with his nephew Lot? Talk to me, somebody. He was concerned with Lot, his family member, being judged by God. God, give us a burden. God, give us a burden. That's his nephew Lot. And lots and Sodom and lots pitched his tent in Sodom and Abraham don't want to seem judged by Almighty God don't you want to see your family escape the judgment or the chastisement of God and the lost escape the fires of hell absolutely well what can I do there's some things out of our control there's some things under our control keep reading last text and I'll be done and the Lord went his way the Lord went his way The Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham. And Abraham returned unto his place. Our Father, oh Lord, we lost our burden. We lost our passion. Lord, we need to get it back. We need you to impart unto us what's going on in our world, in our families. In this nation, oh God, we need you to open up our spiritual eyes right now. Quicken the word in our heart right now. Give us a passion. Give us a vision. Give us, Lord, heaven's perspective of what's going on. And, uh, Father, we know there's some things we can't control, but there's some things you delegate, you allow us to do. And I pray today, oh Lord... You'll prompt our hearts, spirit of the living God, refresh us, revive us, renew us, draw us near to you in faith. The breakthroughs are going to take place for your glory, not for our glory, but your glory. We know you will not share your glory with another. But, oh, Lord, our heart longs to see sinners come to Jesus. Our heart, dear Lord, beats for those who are far away and one breath away from eternity. And God, our heart also cries out to heaven for our loved ones. We know you've got their best interests in mind. Oh, Lord, we know that you can bring, as John said, life and bring it more abundantly. And, oh, God, many, oh, Lord, of us and many in our family and all the stuff that you've allowed us to go through have... Uh, have uh, lost some ground. Lord, we've uh, lost a passion to know you, to love you, to serve you. Oh, God, please break up the fallow ground. Sow our Lord unto righteousness. Send the Holy Ghost with us plow. Plow up the clodding ground. Plow up the rocks and the hardness of our hearts and the apathy, oh, Lord. And we'll thank you and praise you now for what you do today. Because you're worthy and god we're trusting expecting you to do great things today because you're a mighty god hallelujah in jesus name amen you may be seated who are you going to pray for today who are you going to pray for today who is it god's got on your heart today please don't just leave please don't just let this roll off your back like water on a duck's back Please, God's calling, you and me. Abraham said, if there's 50, will you destroy us, Sodom? If there's 45, if there's 30, if there's 20, if there's just 10, he's crying out to God. He's concerned. His nephew and his family is there. And now, now, let me fast forward. God answered the prayers in many ways and Abraham and the Lord yet destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. But how many know that Lot and his family were taken out of sodom an angel jerks them by the neck as it were otherwise they'd have been condemned with the fire and brimstone we stood a place where it's believed that sodom and gomorrah the ruins of god's judgment yes god's a god of love listen to me those live streaming god's a god of love yes god's a god of mercy yes but listen love was judged on Jesus as he took our sins on his uh, body on the tree he died a death that that I can't die he paid the price for me and you and either you pay the penalty of your sin which is eternal death or let Jesus pay the penalty of your sin the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord but listen standing in the gap here's where we're going some things are out of our control. Some things are out of our control. Here's where we're going. Here's where we're going. One, have you noticed there's some things out of our control? Have you noticed some things are under our control? And then, have you noticed some things are out of our control? I just want to be as brief as I can about this. Abraham understood that God is right now. Question How many of y'all are saved? Let me see your hand. You're saved, you know no right about it. God's given you a responsibility to pray, to pray, to intercede, to stand in the gap. Over there in the book of Ezekiel chapter 22, the judgment of God was falling. In fact, Israel had been taken in captivity. How long? 70 years. Ezekiel's in Babylon at the time and the judgment of God is falling from chapter one to chapter 32. And God said through Ezekiel concerning the nation of Israel, even though there was much rampant sin in the nation, I sought for a man. I sought for a man. I looked for a man who would stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. I sought for a the man. There's a gap. There's a gap. I sought for somebody to stand in the gap, make up the hedge. There's somebody right now that's weighing in the balance of the chastisement of God, the judgment of God. And you know who they are. And God's saying, I'm calling you to stand in the gap. Stand in the gap. And Ezekiel Ezekiel finishes that and says, I could find none. There would be nobody. Nobody's concerned. Nobody cares. Everybody's busy. Everybody's preoccupied. We're building our castles here below. Ezekiel, God said, I couldn't find anybody. I was surprised. They give me lip service, but their hearts far from me. They profess to know me, but in their works they deny me. I saw for a man. Don't you want to be usable to God? Hey, look, get on praying ground, clean hands of pure heart. I've got a feeling the reason some of us don't pray more, I'm speaking to myself, is because we got to confess our sins. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not, and if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father through Jesus Christ, the righteous. First John chapter 2, verse number 1. If we confess our sins, homologamon, admit, acknowledge. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's like taking a shower on a hot day. Hallelujah. Man, you feel clean. If we confess our sins, plural, not singular, not just God forgive me my wholesale sins. No, no. What are you talking about? Lord, forgive me my loss. Forgive me my jealousy. Forgive me my pride. Forgive me my covetousness. Forgive me my selfishness. Forgive me, Lord, of my idolatry. Keep yourself from idols, little children. Look, it's not the bad things that cause most Christians to drift. It's good things. It's good things. It's good things that cause Christians to drift from the Lord. That's right. Good things that preoccupy our mind. Good things that aren't bad, that zap our time and our spiritual substance. Wait a minute. I, I, know, I, know, I know what you're thinking, and I tell you I love you, but, Abraham, I sought for a man. Stand to the gap. Two things I think the Lord wants us to focus on today, and here they are. Number one, the ministry of intercession. Number two, the mission of compassion. Mission of Compassion. Abraham was concerned about his family. Are you concerned about your family? Concerned enough to pray. Concerned enough to fast. Concerned enough to cry out to God. Concerned enough to get up at night in the meet wee hours of the night to call upon the Lord. Concerned about, uh, are you concerned enough to get in a relationship with God where God will indeed lay bare His mighty arm of power? Yes, Lord, the ministry of coming before you. I love the book of james chapter 5 verse 20 james said let him know that he that converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death hide a multitude of sins i believe that's in reference to a christian a christian praying for a christian in fact in that same chapter chapter 5 verse 16 confess your faults one to another pray for one another that you might be healed the effectual fervent prayer a righteous man, obeyeth much, is strong. Come on, y'all be honest with me. Some of y'all, tell the truth now, don't raise your hand. Some of you have gotten so tired and frustrated, you've just given up on prayer. No, I'm not saying you've given up on prayer because you know prayer is powerful, but you're really not practicing prayer on a daily basis because you really have gotten discouraged. Don't raise your hand. I know, I get that way. Listen to what Jesus said. Luke 18 1. Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Men ought always to pray and not to cave in. Look, prayers work. How many of y'all know prayers work? And it works if you work it. That's why we don't pray. It's because it's work. You try five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of focusing in on spiritual things. I challenge you. I guarantee you, in 30 seconds. Or two minutes five minutes your mind is already going in 50 different directions of what you need to do and if you're not careful you'll get up right on your knees and do what you need to do because we have an enemy prayer is intense prayer is uh, warfare and that's why we're not praying more Is we're so watch this I love you but I get this way double-minded that's why it's so important things of the world, nothing wrong with them, but they'll steal your heart. They'll steal your emotions, and they'll steal your passion to love Jesus and to be in a mindset to stand in the gap. When your mind and heart is on other things, you just don't have the passion. You don't have the anointing. You don't have the, the burden for your family. Why not? Because, And I'm not saying this. all of us fit in this category other things occupy our heart. And I want to encourage you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. The Lord said, "Draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you." The ministry of intercession, n- the word of God says that he Jesus ever lives to make intercession for the saints. I'm glad to tell you that the Lord's interceding for us. In John 17, he prays for himself. He prays for his disciples. He prays for all believers. Hallelujah. We've got an intercessor, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm glad he's praying for us at the right hand of the Father and then the Holy Ghost of God intercedes through the children of God Romans chapter 8 verse 26 and 27 Paul said likewise the Spirit helps our infirmities we know not how to pray as we ought to pray but the Spirit of God makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered because he that searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And I'm not talking about something we out here. I'm talking about the Holy Ghost birthing things on our heart. Have you ever been praying and you really didn't even know what to pray or how to pray for somebody? And you said, Holy Spirit, birth on my heart what needs to be prayed. Anybody ever done that? I believe we need to do that today, don't you? Right now, our eyes are clouded. Right now, our minds are closed. Fact is, right now, you can't even think of somebody who you need to pray for right now, can you? You can't even think of it. But I guarantee you this, you get on your knees before God in a few minutes, and you say, Lord, birth on my heart who I need to pray for. Cleanse me of my sin. I guarantee you, the God who's the God of the Bible will begin to birth people on your heart you're right with God and you get really sincere with the Lord how many think that prayer changes things how many know that some people think you're the only one praying for probably some people you do know that don't you you're the only one praying for some people and if you give up and if you quit who else is praying you say oh but God's sovereign he'll do what it you hear what God there's an illustration right here in the Bible that the Lord was communing with his friend Abraham it's a beautiful picture of how the Lord uh, teaches us how to pray in Luke chapter 11 Luke chapter 18 the man that needed bread Jesus said will God not avenge his own elect they cry to him day and night though he bear along with them I tell you he will avenge them speedily nevertheless when the Son of Man comes will he find faith on the earth that's Luke chapter 18 about the unjust judge and the widow the mess you know that The the message of prayer, mission of compassion. I hate to say it, but I'm afraid to say even my own heart. Y'all listen. Most of us, most of us, I'm speaking for myself. See, if you agree, most of us have lost our compassion for lost sinners. Yep, we've lost our compassion for the lost We've lost our compassion, oftentimes for even Christians. And and I'm going to say something. I know, uh, and I'm not just pointing out one person, but I think of Daniil. You know, I, I know I've seen compassion in you. Diane Hibbs, Justin. Daniil don't even know Diane. And she heard about Diane having cancer and stuff, and the Lord put it in your heart to do something for her, to be a blessing. You remember that? Gave her a gift. She wasn't doing it for show, and she didn't tell me to do this. I'll, I'll take your money la- later, right? Amen. Just kidding. I'm just kidding, Danielle. I, I'm sorry. But compassion. Wonder if we left today in a few minutes and said, "Oh God, you know, here's the deal. We focus on me, myself, and I. And sometimes when we when and, and we're we're focused on our needs, we ought to do that. But sometimes when we're so focused on ourselves. It's only when we reach out to somebody else, see if you agree, that God begins to meet needs in our life. There's an irrevocable principle. Paul said, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you with your spiritual restore such a one. In the spirit of meekness, consider in yourself lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Look here. Has God been good to you? Don't you want the Lord's goodness in, in everybody else? Don't you like that? Won't see the Lord bless your family? How many know that you know what God blesses? And you want everybody else to get in on the blessing. Yes, that's what it's about. Lord, we want everybody else. Some things are under our control ministry of intercession and then the mission of compassion. Some things are out of our control. Oh, yes, some things are out of our control some things we can't control Abraham knew that he couldn't control what was going on in Sodom but he could pray he could pray he could stand in the gap but he couldn't change things how many know listen how many know there's right now some things going on in your life and your family and in the community that you can't change in our nation there's some things going on you can't change there's some laws you and I can't change right now do you agree and here's what see mama's listen to me mama's y'all listen grandmama's listen and granddad's dads, what puts me and you in a tailspin see if you agree what puts us in a tailspin or in a mode of anxiety worry feeling of helplessness, what puts us in a tailspin, you ready? It's things we can't control. Things we cannot control. That was worth coming to church over. Right now, you're burdened down. Right now, you're weighed down to the nth degree because there's some stuff you're going through right now you can't control and you weren't meant to control it, but you can take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. That's where the breakthrough comes. Today, some of us need to say, Lord, I've been worried about this, I've been anxious about this, and I need to bring this burden to you right now because I can't change it. All I can do is pray. All I can do as you prompt me to go and maybe talk and share and love unconditionally. But there's some things, Lord, I can't change. Do you know right now? Look, hallelujah. Do you know there's some things you and I just cannot change? Oh, God's saying to us today, God's saying there's some things that are under our control right now. In a moment, you're going to be faced with a decision. Am I going to pray or am I not going to pray? am I gonna sit around and look at everybody else am I gonna be so preoccupied thinking about what time it is rather than praying there's some things that are under your control there's some things that are out of our control I wonder right now I wonder right now what a hallelujah celebration if you'll stand to your feet you know what God is prompting you to do today and I believe with all my heart beloved every Christian ought to be praying in the house of God today Find you somebody to pray with. If two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything, they shall ask; it shall be done for them. My Father in heaven, two or three are gathered together in my name; they're my the midst of them. Right now, let's bow for prayer. Father, oh Lord, oh God, we've uh, we thank you that you're the God of a second chance. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, you love us. You. Are our Father, will your children, you said if we, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more will you, our Heavenly Father, give good things to them that ask? I pray now for breakthroughs. Oh, Lord, help us to do what you prompt us to do as we cry out to you, not only for America, as Abraham interceded, but, Lord, give us compassion. Oh, Lord, we pray now in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, and thank you for it. Thank you for the souls that need to be saved today as we lift them up too. and As we pray, your people hear our cries, oh God.